Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And uh, wow, that's fascinating. I didn't, I, I didn't even know about this, but the uh, New York Times piece that I mentioned to you—it's now the top, it's the top story of the FoxNews.com website. Wow. Uh, so this really—I mean, it, it was making noise last night on Twitter. People saying you got to see this. And um, I read it. I said, yeah, this is, he understands the betrayal that the American people, many of them feel by the uh, elites who construct these systems and pass these laws and make these economic policies. Anyway, it's, uh, this is quite a moment. It's rare for a columnist of the New York Times to be the lead story on Fox News. We also have uh, coming up here a discussion of the, the throwdown, blue state, red state, uh, California, Florida, Gavin Newsom, Governor Ron DeSantis. I guess I should say Governor Gavin Newsom, to be fair, uh, and Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, it looks like it's going to happen, and I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for uh, a number of reasons, which we shall be getting into. Um, but first up here, just some some updates if you will, on the uh, the Hunter Biden situation. And it's not even Hunter Biden, the, the Biden crime family. We know that this was a family business. In fact, without Joe Biden, there was no business. Uh, he was the, uh, what, the sine qua non, right? Uh, with, without Joe Biden, there's nothing. Without Joe Biden, no one's given Hunter all this money. And... The Democrats have lied and lied and lied about this, and finally, it's just too much. Finally, it really is impossible for them to argue that it wasn't clearly unethical. And, of course, they were misleading the American people about this for a long time. But also, uh, people are wondering, right, what happened there with the Hunter Biden plea agreement? Why did that go the way it went at the time? Well, because the Biden White House 
oh, no, they don't talk, right? There's no conversations between the Biden White. Yeah, please. Because they were hoping that they would be able to make this whole thing just entirely go away, to wield power without compunction, without hesitation. But then there's this issue of Devin Archer, Hunter's buddy, or maybe now ex-buddy. Here he is. He uh, was on uh, Tucker on Twitter. Tucker's been doing these interviews. The the numbers he's pulling on these Twitter inter- Twitter interviews are, you know, you're, you're talking about getting into like nine digits. I mean, it's you know, fifty million views, eighty million views is a lot of people. Uh, I guess it's no. Is it now X? Do I have to call it X? You know, Elon Musk changed the name of it, and now when I go to my phone, I look at the app, it just has an X. Which, as we are told, marks the spot. Uh, that's why Elon, that and a bunch of other things was what Elon was pushing for with this a long time ago, and now he's finally doing it. Anyway, Tucker on Twitter. Here it is. Devin Archer was Joe Biden. Was Joe Biden very much the front man, the salesman, the, the guy? I sh- sorry, the, the sales piece, as in what was being sold. Hunter was, I guess, the front man salesman. Joe Biden was the back end. Joe Biden was the, this is the magic pot of gold you get if you just give us some millions of dollars here up front. Play clip 12. The power to have that access and that conversation, and it's not in a scheduled conference call, and it's a part of your family, that's that's like the pinnacle of uh, of power in D.C. A hundred percent. I guess I'm pivoting against the lie that I'm hearing people tell with a straight face. Congressman Goldman, for example, that we don't really know what was going on. Really? You're taking a call from the vice president and you put it on speaker. It's not just, hey, dad, I'm in a meeting with some buddies. Right. It's let me let me put my dad, the vice president, on speaker. Yeah. Yep. In the, in the rear view, it's uh, it's a it's an abuse of soft power, I'd say. An abuse of soft power. Yes, that it certainly is. And all the people who were telling you that there was nothing wrong here because no conversation even happened or whatever, the the evolution of their lies is difficult to keep up with. But we now know they were all lying, and why would you listen to them now about anything else? Anyone who was telling you there's nothing wrong with, it was just about Joe's love for his son or whatever. And it's also, I'm going to bring it full circle here, an example of that whole elite betrayal thing that I was talking to you about in the first hour. Do any of you get to just collect millions of dollars through the system because of who daddy is? No. Did any of you get to waltz into uh, Yale Law School, the most selective by the numbers, not actually selective based on intelligence, law school in the entire country? No, but you were supposed to notice they still even deploy that as a defense. They'll say, well, Hunter's a Yale law educated lawyer and he's really smart. And Joe said, Hunter's the smartest guy I know. These people are imbeciles. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, imbeciles, but ruthless, opportunistic, cunning. Those are things that you could say about them, but they're the elites. I mean, he's the president doesn't get more elite now than that. It also goes to why they hate Trump so much. It's, it's interesting. The uh, Some Democrats, and even I've come across this, people I know in life, they'll say, well, you talk about the elite Democrat party and, and look at Trump. He's a billionaire and he's, yeah, he understands who they are and he holds the mirror up to them. He is of them. 
Trump is effectively an apostate of the elites. He has turned away from in his philosophy. I'm not saying not his lifestyle. The guy flies private jets. He's got, you know, Mar-a-Lago's his super mansion. But he makes no pretense about that. You know, you don't see photos of Trump all of a sudden, you know, hey, here I am out pretending to be duck hunting for the first time. You know, John Carrier. Hey, you know, here I am flying coach, which I never actually do, but I just want to seem like a man of the people. No. It's about his philosophy, the positions that he pushes, and more than anything else, understanding how rotten the system is that operates for the benefit of these elites like the Bidens. And no one is free of it, right? Because you either aren't in that echelon of society, and then it's it's envy. You just, you know, if you had only worked harder, you'd be there too, right? That's what they would say to critics who come from outside of that circle. You know, you didn't go to Harvard Law School, so why should we listen to you about this? And if you're within the circle, meaning you've played the game, too, to get as far as you can for you and your family, but you turn around and say the whole system is rigged, they say, well, you benefited from it. Well, then what does that leave us with? How can we get any change? How can we get any um, fix to this? But I think the Bidens are a perfect example of this. The Bidens, the Cuomos, the, uh, you know, the Kennedys, uh, you know, RFK Jr. Why do they hate RFK Jr. right now on the left? Is another example. There's, there's a Trump crossover here, right? You'd say to yourself, well, hold on a minute, Buck, but you said the Democrats, they get all the stuff that the elites. Yeah, he's turning around. If you are a, you know, Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard summering, because that they turn it into a verb to summer somewhere. You know, that's what you do. You go to your $10 million beach house and spend a couple of months there. Because when was the last time you, I've never been able to do that? Never mind the $10 million house. Just take off two months in the summer. When was the last time you were able to do that? Um, but he is supposed to, meaning RFK Jr. is supposed to play the game the elites want him to, which is to say the CDC is great. Fauci is a genius. Everything was fine with COVID and the uh, medical establishment that has embraced all aspects of COVIDianism is to be supported, not to be criticized. He is breaking from the elites with that, which is why they are angry at him. That's why they are angry. That's why they are not um, alongside him with any of this. So Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, will it all mean anything? I I always say the truth as I know it, as I see it. And the answer, I think, is no. It's meaningful for us because it reminds us why it's important that these people aren't in power and that they lose. But does anyone really think that there will be accountability for Hunter or Joe Biden in all of this if a Democrat wins, if any Democrat wins election in 2024? I don't think anyone can believe that. You know, we have in the uh, Devin Archer transcripts now that's uh, the uh, House committee investigating this has has released it. I just downloaded it in one of our uh, station breaks here. It's clear that they were paying the Bidens to deal with the prosecutorial and investigate investigation heat that Burisma was getting. So that was all the whole thing about firing Shokin and all that. Uh they were hiring Hunter to try to help them with that situation. It's just straight up corruption, quid pro quo corruption. I'm going to pay you. You're going to get your dad to get people to lay off or in this case to fire somebody. And that comes across in the Archer Testament. He says not specifically Shokin. He didn't remember Shokin, but 
he says, and this is again going to the transcript, Joe Biden, the whole point was he could help us with these problems. He could help us get away with the obvious corruption that was going on at Burisma, which is why the corrupt company was paying the corrupt ne'er-do-well son of the then vice president to try to talk to daddy, and that's why daddy was getting on speakerphone. It all adds up. None of this is out of left field, right? None of these should say, wait, I don't understand why. they." No, we understand why they did all of this. Every aspect of this is apparent as long as somebody will accept the basic facts and take the time to think through it without taking in and taking on the Democrat narrative, which is, oh, it's no big deal. Joe just loves his son. Why don't you show some sympathy? It wasn't illegal. Ah, the people that will take non-criminal conduct and make it illegal with Trump simultaneously want to lecture us about the criminal conduct of, say, Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family and make it non-criminal. And you are not allowed to notice. If you notice, and you particularly if you say anything about it, you are a bad person. That's what they believe. That's where this stands as far as they are concerned. So... We'll get more information, I'm sure, about this. The smoking guns are all over. There's no question that what we've been saying that the Bidens all along is true. Do you think this DOJ is going to do anything about it? No. And to my point, uh, I think it was yesterday, I said, presidents are kind of above the law. It's funny because they'll have people say, no one is above the law. Well, they're not going to, this president is effectively above the law right now because there is no chance that we'll do anything to him while he is in office. And in fact, we'll abuse the law to go after his opponents to cover for him, to cover for Joe Biden while he's in office. So, yeah, uh, where is the justice in all this? That is a very, a very good question, one that uh, I ask myself now every day. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. We'll get into who's going to win that debate, Gavin Newsom. We need Clay, Clay and Gavin are buddies, right? We need Clay to be here to talk about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom, they're not really buddies. I'm just kidding. Uh, and Governor Ron DeSantis. That's coming up. We'll get into it in just a few. If you spend any time at all relying on your computer, you know how delicate that device is. It's one of the few things you can't throw around. you got to treat it carefully. But more important than the device itself is the data on it. Imagine waking up tomorrow, turning on your computer, only able to find the screen blank with all the data gone. That's why having backups of all your computer data is important. Some people are so regimented, they back up their computer daily or whatever, right? That's what, what can happen. But a company by the name of iDrive makes it all very easy for you. iDrive is the company I recommend for computer backups. Their software downloads so easily on your computer. It operates in the background while you work. So while you're doing all those things on your keyboard, I'm working on a book right now. It's all being backed up to the cloud iDrive keeps it there securely on its servers. And you also have access to it 24-7. So if you have a computer crash or you have a computer that you lose, I'm always worried about that on the airplanes. I lost an electronic device recently on an airplane. It's no fun. Your data is backed up. With iDrive, you can back up all of your PCs, Mac servers, and mobile devices into one account for one cost. iDrive is the easiest, most secure cloud backup solution. Plans start at less than $7 a month. Save 90% off your first year's fees when you use my name, Buck, in the sign-up process. Go to iDrive.com, iDrive.com, use my name, Buck, 
you'll get 90% off your first year's fees with iDrive. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Chalk up a win for Team Reality. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, some of the some of the left wingers out there, or Democrats, moderate Democrats, whatever you want to call them, they're also seeing some of what I'm talking about today, including uh, Bill Maher on the immigration issue in the cities, the illegal migrants. Uh, this is pretty funny because that's one of the places I talked about crime before, but also legal immigration. The people at the top of our system, financially, in terms of their resources, their clout, their connections, where they live, how they live, they're overwhelmingly in favor of as much illegal immigration as possible. They want uh, people to do uh, you know, manual labor for them or for their businesses for the absolute lowest possible price. They don't want to uh, have to deal with any you know, unionization, things like that, right? They'd rather just uh, pay people under the table. Uh, now the mayors of major cities like New York are are coming out and saying that they can't actually handle any more of these illegal these illegal migrants 
bring so much wealth to our country that they can't afford them anymore in New York City. That's really what we're seeing. And uh, Bill Maher is is pointing out something's going on here. Play 21. Could everybody just stop the posturing? Don't pretend that you love migrants so much, and then when we send them to you, you don't like them. You know? You're full of and we can see that. Yeah, you like them when it wasn't your problem because you're not a border state. <laughs> and then when they show up in Chicago and New York, you're like, what the f-? There's got to be a solution to this that is compassionate. Is it, is it that hard to be compassionate without being a Now, he's right until the end there because there's, it's not about compassion. It's about we have a country or we don't. You either tell people that they have to come into our country legally or else the country over time dissolves. That's it. And and show me the other country. Show me a developed first world country with a sophisticated economy and with a massive welfare state, you know, a trillion dollar a year welfare state, that allows anyone to just show up and stay. What's the point of having immigration laws? Why do we even have this system? Those of you who are legal immigrants to the country, I know you always call in. We hear from you and you know, welcome. Well, many of you have been immigrants, uh, legal immigrants to the country longer than I've been alive because they welcome the family, welcome me to the family. But point here is they're telling everybody who did it legally, yeah, well, there was that way and then there's this way, and this way is a heck of a lot faster, isn't it? Just show up. Just show up. Um, we can't be compassionate if compassion means people can break our laws take stuff from the taxpayer and there's no consequences for this whatsoever and anyone anywhere in the world can lie about how they need asylum or else you know that they won't be able to survive in their home country this eventually is the dissolution of the american polity that that is what we're looking at it's going to take time but that's what's at stake here and democrats you know really care they just think oh we'll get more votes in the next election that's all they care about The artificial intelligence gold rush could soon mint new millionaires, but while everyone is focusing on chat GPT and AI stocks like NVIDIA, something smart is happening less than two miles from chat GPT's headquarters. For the past several months, engineers from Google and Microsoft have been working on a little-known crypto project that could revolutionize the AI industry. You now have a chance to get in on the ground floor of this project for pennies, giving you a rare chance to turn a small amount of money into a big nest egg. Next week, on Wednesday, Tika Tiwari, the man who picked a number one crypto six years in a row, is hosting a free online strategy session to give you all the details on his number one coin for this AI boom. Go online to AIcoin2023.com to sign up for this free event. That's AIcoin2023.com. AICoin2023.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. About Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis debating here in a second, but this just came me from the team. And uh, I want to weigh in on this one for a second here. Millennials are warning Gen Z not to make the same tattoo mistakes. This is what the piece says. Think before you ink. A millennial is urging Gen Zers to uh let me see here consider waiting to get body art after sharing her tattoo remorse online this person has 30,000 followers on TikTok almost a million views on this viral uh this viral clip look uh, I, i'm just going to say it i think that um 
I think that's the the tattoo craze has gotten a little a little beyond where probably meaning that people I'm seeing more and more they got like whole arm tattoos and back tattoos and neck tattoos and face tattoos and you know I understand it's a question of taste I understand people are free to do as they please but when you're talking about a question of taste it also means other people are allowed to share with you whether they share that taste or think it's good trying to especially for younger people encourage them i i think i see you know i see these uh like a lot of european soccer players for example i mean they're all just they all look like uh punk rock guys from the 90s just covered i mean tattoos all of their are everywhere everywhere ah i just you know I'm i'm a fan of moderation that's all i'm a fan of moderation maybe Scale it back a little bit. Um, I, I now, to be fair, I don't have any tattoos. At least not. I'm going to talk about on the. You know, no, I'm just kidding. I don't have any tattoos. I was like, um, it's a fun thing to say on a date. Someone says, you know, hey, you have any tattoos? Like, well, I can't show you on the first date, can I? Uh, but no, I don't have any tattoos. Um, but I think people have gotten really. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's gone a little too far. You look back at the suits that people were wearing in the nineties, and I mean the pant legs and the suit jackets and the shoulders. You look back, you go, "Wow, how did that? How did we get to that point?" I think we're kind of at the or the uh, the very wide ties. Remember this? If you watch any of the old sitcoms from the uh, mid late nineties, you'll see what everybody. Also, women wearing. Um, a lot of like earth tone colored vests and really ugly hats. I just, I know this isn't a fashion show. I get it, but I think the tattoo thing has gone a little for the ladies. I'm seeing tattoos on ladies. I go, what, you know, you're like a walking tattoo. Am I, am I crazy? VIPs, phone calls. Let me know. I don't, I just, I'm also in South Florida, which I will say the, the tattoos, the neck tattoos here are, are uh, neck and even in the face are standard. I, I like not everyone has them, but a lot, a lot of people walk around with, with tattoos that go up the neck. I think the military has now changed its regulations. Depends on the service branch, but it used to be you couldn't have them visible if you had uniform on now, neck tattoos, face tattoos, hand tattoos. I don't think face yet. I don't know. Someone, obviously I don't, I haven't experiences myself so i don't know all right let's talk about the um just stirring the pot there a little bit don't even worry i'm gonna get to they're they're selling some uh filet mignon made of not meat somewhere in florida now at a famous steakhouse it's like 80 dollars, and i can look at it and tell you it doesn't taste like you know they always say this about the fake meat they always say it tastes like meat it doesn't it just doesn't i can look at it and tell it's not meat and i can taste it and certainly tell it's not meat so the cruelty-free vegan or whatever, whatever the push behind some of this stuff, uh, vegan lifestyle, you're going to have to come up with something other than tastes like uh, red meat because it doesn't, because it does not. That is just not an accurate assessment of the situation. Every time I've ever had something, I'm not, I've had a veggie burger before. You know, you put some uh, cheese on it. It's fine. I'm not saying it doesn't taste good. I'm just saying it doesn't taste like meat. I, mean, we, I like to live in the real world. I like to deal with things as they are, and it's never even close. This whole thing of oh, if I just take a portobello mushroom and I just put enough barbecue sauce on it, you'll think you're eating brisket. False, false. 
Has never happened. Has never worked. All right, so we got this uh, debate that's supposed to happen between, um, let's see here, between Ron DeSantis. Oh, here we go. Ron DeSantis said he is, he's good to go with this. This was on, uh, on Sean's show, on Hannity's show. Play 18. You heard Gavin make the offer. Your answer is? Absolutely. I'm game. Let's get it done. Just tell me when and where. We'll do it. And here's the thing, Sean. I mean, in one respect, the debate between California and Florida, you know, has already been had, as you suggest. People have been voting on that. They've been voting on it with their feet. They have fled California in record numbers. Florida has been the number one state for net in-migration. We have the number one ranked economy, number one now in education, crime rate at a 50-year low. So, he's making a very important point there uh which is what what you're going to see what what you've already seen is effectively the debate played out in real world terms the blue states if people have had enough now not everybody and some people think it's great and they're going to stay there forever some people can't leave some people can't afford to leave some people have family that keep them in place but for a lot of those who are professionally and financially mobile and in a position to they've already left they have left and they've left also i think a gaping hole in the state budget of a place like california also true in new york because they rely on a lot of them they rely on the extreme taxation uh, that is a part of all this to go after you know to, to go after the higher earners it was actually interesting i saw the um the a professor, what's his, he's a professor of, uh, at NYU, Galloway, Scott Galloway. He's made, he's got a big podcast. He's says things. He, he, he hates rep, like Trump and Republicans and stuff. So he's not, but he does occasionally say things like, Oh, that's true. He referred to the workhorses in our economy. That's what he called them, the workhorses. And he said that there are people that make between, I think it was a hundred and like 500 grand and how they're the ones that get the worst part of the, of the tax system. That's the worst. Because if you make $15 million a year, eh, whatever, right? You know, they tax you 50%, they tax you 45%. You know, you're still super, you're still rich. You still have enough assets where it doesn't matter. You make two or 300 grand in a lot of American cities, you're just working. You make a hundred grand in a lot of American cities, you know, you're just working. And that's the way it goes. That's the way it shakes out for people. And yet they're taxed. Like, oh, you got plenty of money, you know, you have a combined, let's say, let's say, you know, you make, you might be a, a state trooper with overtime somewhere. You make a, a hundred grand, maybe 120 grand. And, you know, your, your wife is a school administrator or something. You make, uh, you know, 80, 90 grand. Let's, you got a $200,000 household income. In no American, in large American city, does that make you rich? But you're paying a big chunk of your income in taxes. And then once you get up into the three or four hundred thousand dollar range, which again, I know if you live in Oklahoma, that, that's a lot of money just based on cost of living. If you live in San Francisco, take a look at what a two million dollar house looks like in San Francisco. For a lot of you Oklahomans listening, you wouldn't even walk into a two million dollar house in San Francisco because you'd be scared about what's going on in there. They cooking meth in there or something. What's happening? Um, particularly in Palo Alto, actually, is what I'm the one I'm thinking of. In the Palo Alto area, $2 million in San Francisco is a nice house. But in Palo Alto, the $2 million house is like, you'd be like, what is that? 
So it really depends on where you are. And the blue state model of all this, to bring it all back, shows us um, that they'll just keep spending and spending. It's never enough. They don't ever fix the problems. And I think this is what... What you're going to see DeSantis likely make as the uh, as his the centerpiece. First of all, the data. He's a data guy, and he has done a phenomenal job in Florida. That's just based on the data. You know, if if that can if numbers can mean anything, the the numbers tell us that Florida has done very well under his time as governor. And same opposite situation for uh, Gavin Newsom. The numbers do not speak well. Now, Gavin's going to do what he always does, which is when he says, well, look at how great California is. He looks at aggregate numbers. Yeah, but he inherited all of that. All of that creation came before he was there, and it's keep and it's getting worse. You know, it can take a long time. You know, if I'm the if I'm the captain of an aircraft carrier and I run the aircraft carrier, you know, in, into an iceberg, you know, not that that would ever happen, but you get what I'm saying. And the, and the, the aircraft carrier is sinking and I keep saying, but look at all these amazing planes we have on deck. We could, we've got like a, you know, 10th largest air force in the world just on this. And I'm like, yeah, but it's sinking. It may be slow, but it's sinking and you're in charge. That's Gavin Newsom in California. But I can tell you, I think the preview here, what he is going to say to Ron DeSantis, he, he, all that whole, all that slick, nice guy smiling, you know, that, you know, the, just all of it, that's going to melt away very quickly. And he's going to be talking about how Ron DeSantis has racist policies in Florida and anti-trans policies in Florida and the gay community scared in Florida and just smears. It'll just, I hope that doesn't happen, but I think it is likely to just devolve into the usual left wing smears because that's what his base wants to hear. They certainly don't want to hear that blue states are poorly run. That's what they don't want to hear because it's true. Companies that look after you and upgrade your service without charging you for it, those are the kind of companies you want to do business with. Pure Talk is one of them. They're my cell phone service provider. They've done this for both current and new Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and includes a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. The plan is still just $20 a month for unlimited talk, text, and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Yes, just $20 a month. Pure Talk is a veteran-owned company that not only hires the best customer service team all right here in the USA, um, they also have families working with Pure Talk that are saving or that are using Pure Talk are saving almost $1,000 a year while employing the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be closing up shop today on Clay and Buck, which means it's a great time to remind you all to please subscribe to the clay travis and buck sexton show podcast and to do so download the iHeartRadio app uh, and that way you can listen live you can stream the show live you can also listen on demand plus we've got other great content that uh, you'll be able to listen to that doesn't even appear on the radio airwaves so it's uh, good reasons for you to listen check out what we've got going on the clay and buck uh, app. Here we go. Um, okay. Uh, people already writing in on, uh, people writing in on the tattoos. I, I, I didn't say, I just want to be clear because I know, you know, I, I wear boat shoes and, you know, I'm not exactly like a fashion guy over here, but, um, I didn't say uh, I'm not opposed to tattoos. I'm just, I think the tattoo thing for some people has got, it's a little, getting a little, getting a little, especially I'm seeing this with the ladies. Maybe it's a South Florida thing, but, it's like tattoos everywhere, everywhere. And I just think it can be a lot putting it out there. Michelle writes in, Buck, tattoos are just bumper stickers for the body. Um, You don't see p- p- people putting bumper stickers on a Ferrari. They only put them on. Oh, okay. She's, so she's actually anti-tattoo. Okay, she's anti-tattoo. I thought, sorry, I thought she was, when she said bumper stickers for the body, I was like, oh, okay. So she's saying this is how people, um, you know, express themselves. Uh, she's, so Michelle wrote in was anti-tattoo. We got others. Let me see here. Uh, wait, do we have a caller? Art in Georgia. You want to talk tattoos for a second? Art, what have you got for us? Yeah, you know, I, I can't really say much, but I've got, you know, 30 tattoos. I've got them up and down my arms, my back, my stomach, my chest, my legs. 
I have nothing on the face and nothing on the neck. But, you know, I, I for me, I see guys covered in tattoos, and I, it, I, I'm like, I want chalk tattoos. I, I think they're cool. But with women, I'm kind of a little different. I can see something like a little butterfly on the hip or something like that. But I don't, when I see women with sleeves, neck pieces, big neck pieces, you know, big, these big honkers on their legs and whatever, I don't find that attractive on a woman at all. Does that make me like weird or sexist or something? I don't know. I mean, I, it's not my, it's not my cup of tea, but, um, uh, Art, I mean, do you have, may I ask, do you have children? Yes. I have a daughter. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's just, let's just, if you had an, an 18 year old son and your 18 year old son said, dad, you love, you love tattoos. I want to get like a tattoo on my, on my face. I think it's really cool. You know, Mike Tyson has one. I want to get, how would you feel? Would you, would you just say to each his own, let him express himself? Or would you be like, I think we should talk about this. I would, I would want to have a talk with him about, you know, his job potential. His future could be hampered by facial tattoos and big neck tattoos and stuff like that. But at the same time, I would tell him, but you're grown. You, you can do legally what you want to do. Just understand that if you do this, there are possible consequences to doing face tattoos. It's, I think that's a, that's a reasonable art. Thank you for calling in from Georgia. Uh, I think it's a, a reasonable, uh, position to take there because it's not all the same, right? It's just like anything else. It's, I feel like people think that there's, uh, it has to be a binary right away. So it's either, you know, you have a, uh, a heart with an arrow through it on your ankle. If so, that's the same thing as I'm, what I'm saying, I think people could maybe just, some people might tone it down. The explosion of full sleeve plus neck plus even face tattoos now that I see on, on a regular basis, I'm, and that to me is relatively new. I have not. So I just think it's, it's kind of gone to a level beyond. All right. And to the uh, last caller's point, if you, if the truth is you have face and neck tattoos. There are a lot of people out there who are going to just come to snap judgments about that. A lot of people, they may not say it, but they're going to judge that. So, you know, and, and I think that because taste changes and our own individual taste changes, you know, I used to wear jeans a lot, you know, and then I realized one day this is going to be a controversial take. I'm like, I just don't think jeans are that comfortable. I don't know. I think there's more comfortable pants out there. <laughs> so I stopped wearing jeans. I used to have a, I used to wear the, the blue jeans all the time. Then I'm, I'm look, I know they can be broken in and people love them and everything else, but you know, they don't stretch as much as other stuff. I, I don't, oh, I rush hated jeans. I didn't know that. I hate jeans. I'm this guy. I hate blue jeans. I'll I'm just not afraid to say it. Tell you the truth. I don't think. I think we're all kind of. People say, "Oh, but what about for work or whatever?" I don't know. I've got like, if I want to go out and get into the field and do some stuff, I got five eleven tactical pants. I love those things. They're amazing, comfortable. Got stretch in them. Plenty of. I'm just. I think there are other options. But this is what happens. I can talk politics all day, immigration, crime, the economy, you name it, and uh, it's not controversial on the right but i start weighing in on fashion choices and tattoos i know it's going to happen my inbox inbox is going to be brimming with some people agreeing but some people are not but that's fun keep the conversation going tomorrow everybody thanks for hanging out here with me on clay and buck uh, i'll be again solo tomorrow clay back on monday talk to you then step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.